Well, good morning, all you gamers. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be. I hope that you are having a fantastic day today. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Catfish. Uh, thank you for joining me on another episode of Clashing in Traffic. Uh, as I drive off to work this morning, we are going to talk about what an exciting week it is in Clash of Clans. So hop on in, buckle up, and let's go play in some traffic. Y'all, uh, it is an exciting week for uh, those of us in the Klaus Gaming family uh, of clans, and we will just we'll get into why that's so exciting in a little bit. Uh, and it has to do with what this first segment's going to be wrapping up, and that is Supercell CWL. That's right, SCCWL is wrapping up uh, today. I'm sure many of your clans have already finished up all of your uh, your CWLs. Uh, for those of us in the Knights of Zion, when the, the Champion League spins seem to take uh, a little bit longer than others, so we still have several hours left on our last day of war, and we'll recap what's going on there in just a little bit. Uh, right now, in COTP Plebs, COTP Plebs, where I have my Town Hall 9 account sitting, and uh, it's where all of the, the Clash on the Potty fans have some of our, well, we, we used to call them mini accounts, but they're getting to be not so many anymore, as we have oh, over 30 Town Hall 9s, and we've got seven or eight Town Hall 10s now. Uh, appreciate everybody that's been hanging out in there and doing well this week in COTP Plebs. We started off in gold three uh, this is our second month in gold league three in cotp plebs uh, last month we finished right in the middle which is what i expected because again while we're doing 30 v 30 and almost everybody in our clan we try to keep them active uh, we are outmatched in many of our war days in SCCWL, where we have clans who have town hall 14s and a lot of 13s and 12s and one of our highest guys our town hall tens and we don't have anybody to donate siege machines to us because that's that's how we started the clan we wanted to all grow up together we weren't going to bring in big uh, big accounts to do any donations or anything uh, so we don't have any siege machines to help out those town hall tens when they're having to battle up against town hall 11s and 12s then it can be a little bit difficult but regardless this month cotp plebs finished in second place in gold three so we are going to be promoting to gold two uh i want to give shout outs that we had three accounts that went seven for seven with triples this month in cotp plebs uh, now i know a lot of that has to do with the fact that at the bottom half of the map sometimes uh while the other clan might have town hall 14s and 13s we ran into several clans that had a ton of like town hall sixes or below down at the bottom so i know that some of these attacks may have been town hall nine versus oh town hall eight or even rush town hall nines but we had three guys who were able three accounts who were able to go perfect this month seven for seven with triples and that is baby tribe mozzie and oh uh, yeah there's some some town hall nine noob and they're named alpha fish but you know whatever i know that he attacked down he's a he is such a noob uh, and then another shout out to guys uh, we had two guys that ended up going with 20 stars so six triples and only one two-star and that is millie ou and easton so thank you guys for putting in hard work everybody else there put in a lot of work i know that sometimes it is very difficult for our guys to have to hit up and, and grab stars i know that my my cat of nine tails account our last attack i went a, i think i attacked a town hall it, i think it was a maxed out uh well it was a town hall 12 
with a max out town hall. It wasn't a max town hall 12, but regardless, sending in town hall nine troops against that, uh, that maxed out Giga Tesla can be kind of difficult. So I was only able to pull out a one star there, had to go in and snipe the town hall, and I uh, was able to get that on my Cato Ninetales account, which is going to be completely maxed by the time the next SCCW rolls around. I have three more levels on my Barb King on that account, and then that account is staying where it's at. I'm never upgrading anything on it again unless Supercell adds something to Town Hall 9. I love Town Hall 9. Y'all know that. And uh, this is going to be my Forever Town Hall 9 account. Eden's Edge. Eden's Edge is sitting in Crystal 1. Uh, and as we talked about last month, or I'm sorry, last week, we got to looking at the average number of Town Halls that were being started in each uh, league level. And Crystal 1 is very difficult for those of us who have a lot of Town Hall 11s because they're, I think we were averaging... 11 or 12 Town Hall 11s, uh, and I think the average across the board is only 5 or 6 Town Hall 11s, so we have a lot more guys down at the bottom uh, that are Town Hall 11, that are the lowest Town Hall that's usually getting run in Crystal 1, and then we have 5 or 6 uh, Town Hall 14s up at the top, um, so most of those are coming over from Knights of Zion, a couple of them are guys who have recently joined the clan. We have one guy who recently joined the clan family. Uh, he was a Town Hall 14, but kind of a newer Town Hall 14, and not as a uh, not as much of a tryhard, I guess you could say. So he was perfectly happy to go hang out in Eden's Edge and, and learn a little bit more before getting thrown into the fire that is the all Town Hall 14 wars that we do up in Knights of Zion. Uh, and then Benjo has a Town Hall 14 that's oh man, it's it. Not terribly rushed, but is a little rushed. He's got a, a, a really good Town Hall 14 up in Nice Zion. He stuck his other little Town Hall 14 down in Eden's Edge, uh, and then there's you know like guys like Tribe of Judah, uh, Xerox, and, and whatnot that are that are uh, hanging out down in um, Eden's Edge. Uh, Mayberry's also another guy that's usually in Nice Zion with us and got put down into Eden's Edge because we just don't have enough room on a 15-man roster in Knights of Zion to run everybody through and get enough folks to uh, be able to participate in CWL there. So thankfully we have that second clan, Eden's Edge, that can totally use those uh, 14s at the top. Now, if we change some things up, which we might end up having to do with Knights of Zion, uh, that, that might put Eden's Edge in a little bit of a lurch, but I know we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll push through and, and figure out how we're going to handle this. Uh, we'll get into that in the next segment. Uh, but Eden's Edge, sitting in Crystal 1, uh, we were not attempting to promote because we need several more Town Hall 14s and a lot fewer Town Hall 11s to be able to promote up in the Master League. So we were just hoping to finish in the middle, uh, and that's essentially what we did. We're, we ended up sixth place, uh, so we're going to be staying in Crystal 1. Uh, and I do a couple shout-outs to some guys in there. We've got Binjo, the Rush Town Hall 14, finished off with 19 stars at 688% destruction, uh, finishing off finishing out up top in Eden's Edge, uh, followed closely by W. Parker, Trent Pohl, Darth Tom, and Alina 02 with 17 stars. So great job there in Eden's Edge to stay put where we're at, even though we don't have as many Town Hall 14s in as much of our opponents, and we have way more Town Hall 11s. Uh, my Town Hall 11, y'all, I got beat up a little bit. I uh, wasn't able to just go 11-11, wasn't even able to go just 11-12 v on some of my hits. Ended up having to hit some 13, so... I end up with some lower uh, lower star totals than I would have hoped for, but still happy that we were able to stay where we were at. Uh, it forced me to, to use a couple different attacks because Zap Witch 
at 11-11 versus 11 works. Zapwitch at 11 versus 12, as long as that 12 has not fully upgraded all of their uh, Inferno Towers, um, you can still pull out an occasional triple there. But once you start getting those upgraded Inferno Towers and having to deal with that uh, Giga Tesla, 11 v 12 hits are going to end up giving you just two stars. Uh, you're not going to be able to triple those things. So uh, it's forced me to, you know, practice a couple other types of attacks there on my 11. And, uh, you know, it can still be fun doing that, right? And now, for the big news, Knights of Zion. Y'all, Knights of Zion, we have been talking about trying to get promoted to Champion 2. Oh, man, ever since I started this podcast back in, what, March? Uh, we have been hoping to get there. We've been demoted once or twice uh, because of missed attacks and, and just having some slow months. Uh, we've pushed our way back up into Champions 3. Uh, last month, we finished just five stars short of promotion, and at least two of those stars were because of a hurricane preventing one of our guys to attack. So, I mean, really, we were three stars if we, if we had everything work out for us. We were three stars short of being promoted. This month, Knights of Zion has been on a tear. We have just been running on all cylinders guys uh we have been getting well we had 40 stars right 40 stars uh means that i think we had 12 triples in that uh in that war 12 triples and two two stars now i know what you're thinking you're like guys uh catfish um 12 plus 2 equals 14 yeah, uh, we had one missed attack. Uh, we've got a guy that's a, he's a Marine. Um, he's, he's stationed uh, in one place and deployed overseas to another. And his, uh, his deployment schedule messed him up and he wasn't able to get in to do an attack. So we had a missed attack and still put up 40 stars. Yes, it was against a clan that had some, some rush down all 14s. And I think they even had a 13 down at the bottom. You know, but whatever. Um, the most stars that were put up against that clan all week were 40, and that was us and one other clan, and we even had a missed attack. Uh, guys, we, 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 we've been hitting, and we've been hitting hard. Uh, so great job to the Knights of Zion. And it comes down to number one battling against number two for the promotion in game seven. Y'all, this is, this is what every sports fan loves, right? Every sports fan out there hopes for that Game 7 of the World Series, Game 7 of the NBA Finals, it's, it's winner-take-all, comes down to this, and that's what we've got this this today. Uh, we have a few more hours left in the matchup. It is the Knights of Zion versus the Gatekeepers, uh, so huge shout-out to the Gatekeepers. Y'all have been killing it in Champions 3 this, this month also, and uh, I hope that we'll see, well, one of us is going to get promoted, one of us won't, so hopefully in two months, We'll both be back in the same league because, you know, the other team got promoted, right? Maybe we'll match up with you guys again. Uh, so huge shout out to those guys. I, uh, I changed our clan description when I figured it out that it was going to be number one versus number two in, uh, in game seven. I changed a clan description and asked them if they had a discord. Uh, because they, you know, a lot of clans put their, uh, their discord in their, their clan description. These guys had a very simple clan description and I love it. Gatekeepers, their, their clan description simply says humble and victory and gracious in defeat. Uh, that's it. No, no links. No, you know, follow our, our YouTuber because you know who says that? Who says follow our YouTuber in their clan description? 
Oh yeah, that's that's us. Uh, <laughs> and none of this, you know, here's what we're what we're recruiting, and here's what our clan family is, and here, no, just this simple, uh, simple description, and I love it. So I changed the end of ours and said, hey, gatekeepers, do you have Discord? Uh, one of them ended up adding his Discord name into their clan description so that I could uh, friend him on Discord and, and, and chat a little bit there. Um, so we're looking forward to this matchup. Uh, I, I think the Knights of Zion are going to pull this out. We went into it when. Day six ended, we had a 10-star lead. That's right, a 10-star lead over the gatekeepers, who were number two. Now, why is that important, that 10 stars? Well, because we only had a 10-star lead, that means we either... That, well, that means we have to win, right? We, we have to win, uh, or we can tie them in stars and lose on a very tiny per margin of percentage and still get promoted because I think we had uh, a little over a hundred total destruction points more than what the gatekeepers did when day six ended. So we either have to win today or lose on a uh, very small percentage and we can promote. Had we not had a couple one stars, because yeah, unfortunately throughout the week we did have a couple one star attacks. Uh, it didn't matter during those wars because we just completely, everybody else was just on fire when those one stars happen uh, or if we did not have that one missed attack we would have been ahead by like 12 stars we could have pulled out a close loss in this war and still guaranteed a win overall in the league because of uh having a, a 12 star victory see in sccwl the total points the total stars that you get at the end when it goes towards who is getting promoted it adds up every star that you were able to get uh, that your team was able to get during attacking, but you also get 10 bonus stars for every war that you win. So it does pay to actually win the wars and not just lose close wars and get a lot of stars because you get bonus stars for winning the war. So if we tie the gatekeepers, meaning, you know, we're 10 stars ahead of them overall, if we tie them and they win on a percentage, they get those 10 bonus stars, which then ties us on stars and it goes to that second that that tiebreaker of total destruction so hopefully we can pull out a victory today against the gatekeepers uh the last time i looked before i got in the car and started to drive to work we were sitting at um let's see where's the statistic i'm looking for we're currently leading we have four triples they have one triple uh, and that's you know in champion league when you're talking all town hall 14 versus town hall 14 that's really the scorekeeper right there. That that tells you where you're at. Uh, we've done eight attacks. They've done ten. Um, so technically, if you look at the score, they are one star ahead of us. But we've done two fewer attacks, and we have more triples. So we are technically in the lead here if we look at the way that things should go. So by the end of this, hopefully, we'll maintain that little bit of a lead and that little bit of a lead, and we will promote up. I do have a couple massive shout outs uh to go on uh regarding knights of zion and supercell cwl this month sir cello pup sir cello pup gets his name mentioned a bunch on here he's one of our one of our fantastic attackers in knights of zion he is on my team in the clash files town hall 14 summer scrims sir cello pup has joined an elite club y'all he went seven for seven with triples in champion league that's right 
Seven days, seven triples in Champion League SCCWL. That is massive. I don't care if it's Champion 3, 2, or 1. Yes, it would be more difficult up in Champions 1. I get it. But that is a massive feat. Against all Town Hall 14s, Champion 3 level players, and he knocked out seven triples. Then we also have our our buddy uh, Noob Spook J. Noob? Or is it Bloody? Hmm... He's got two. I think it's Noob Spook Jay. Uh, he has two accounts that are battling with us, that are playing with us in Knights of Zion. Uh, he is also on Big D's, Big D's team in the Summer Scrims uh, Knights of Zion team. Uh, he is also known as Jesse or uh, Spoker, who plays for the Clash Champs 5v5 team. Uh, but he's got two accounts that play in Knights of Zion with us in SCCWL. He didn't go seven for seven. So not not quite as impressive as Sir Cello Pup. He did go six for seven, six triples. And we had that happen with Sir Chelopup a few, was it last month or the month before, where he had six triples and then had a 97%. So we were calling him Mr. 697, right? 697% total destruction. Uh, Noob Spook J ended up with six triples and one 99% time fail. Oh, dude. How... That, that that he was not happy about that. Uh, that 99% hurt, right? Especially if it's a 99% time fail, because you know deploying one troop a little bit faster somewhere could have uh, could have helped us out. So uh, Jesse, thank you for coming over and helping the Knights of Zion this month. Uh, fantastic job on all those attacks, and can't wait to see what you have in store for us uh, when we eventually get promoted up to champions too. So, now, I've talked about Sir Chelopup and, and, and Spoker, uh, who are on our, our scrims team. So, let's take a look at the uh, CFF, the Town Hall 14 Summer Scrims. Uh, my team, Jericho Rising, we battled against Hive, captained by Got Band. Uh, Jericho Rising, we came out on top 12 to 11. Uh, with percentage, we had 93.4% total destruction to 84.2% total destruction on Hive's side. Eden's Edge, Kratos' team, unfortunately lost to Yak on my Unicorn, 11-9. And the Knights of Zion team, captained by Big D. What did y'all do? Y'all played old kids on the block. So that's who we, we battled last week. Uh, Knights of Zion beat old kids on the block by a score of 14 to 8. 14 stars, y'all. They got four out of five triples. Uh, and I don't know whether to believe them or not when they said at that last attack they went for some crazy attack just to see if it would work. I, you know, I don't know. But they are absolutely dominating. Uh, the Knights of Zion team is currently undefeated, 5-0, and with a total of 60 stars so far, which is uh, they're in first place. You know, big time. First place. Got a lead. Uh, can't be overcome for at least two weeks. So good job, Big D and the Knights of Zion. And then what is one of the matchups of the whole league season that uh, I think everybody, not everybody, because I know Knights of Zion can't, can't wait to play against against uh, Jericho Rising. They think they're going to slap us around, which they probably will. I'm not going to you know be too overconfident in this. Uh, but one of the other intra-family matchups, uh, not our Knights of Zion family, but another clan family that is participating with two teams in the summer scrims, and that was the Filthy Tryhards versus Carl's Rejects, and the Filthy Tryhards are captained by 
Carl, and the team they were playing against was Carl's Rejects. So the guys that weren't quite good enough to make Carl's team, they came out on top, 11 to 10. So congratulations to all those guys over on Carl's Rejects. Guys, I love it. And uh, what's awesome is that that's who we're playing this week. The war is currently ongoing. When I looked, I think it was 2-2. Two to two. We each had one attack in, and uh, both of those attacks were two stars. So the guys who didn't get picked by Big D are battling against the guys who didn't get picked by Carl. And uh, it's going to be a fun war. I know there's already been a little bit of smack talk going, over, going on over in the class on the potty Discord server. Uh, me and Knob and Green Arrow over in there uh, having some fun and talking. And, uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I'm going to get in later today, pick a base uh, to go in and try to one-star. I mean, uh, triple. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant triple. And uh, hopefully, hopefully my team will come out on top. If not, you know what? Whatever. Congratulations to the Rejects for beating the team that they really, really wanted to beat. I know that Nob's been trying to hide his bases from uh, – from Carl all all season long, and uh, it has paid out for those guys. So congratulations, and uh, we look forward to finishing up that match together uh, this evening. For me, I don't I don't even know what time zone what time it's going to be for y'all. It's going to be probably your morning time. I don't know. They're in Australia too, those guys. Uh, but looking forward to it. So if we look at the standing so far through week five, like I said, Knights of Zion is a five and zero oh with sixty stars on top. Uh, Carl's Rejects, Carl's Rejects, sitting in second place at three and two with 55 stars, y'all, 55 stars, congratulations. Uh, Yak on my Unicorn, sitting at three and two with 52 stars, and then in fourth place at three and two with 50 stars, Jericho Rising. Guys, we are climbing our way back up in the standings, uh, so I, I, I'm looking forward to everything we've got going on there. Can't wait to see how far up we can push in this. Uh, all I really want is to not have to face off against Big D's team in the first round of the playoffs. I'd really like to be on the opposite side of the roster uh, so that we can perhaps, if we're good enough, face them in the finals. Uh, but there are some awfully good teams in this in this league, so that's, that's not a given. That is totally not a given. So uh, let's continue pushing and seeing what we can do. Uh, so what else we got going on? Uh, guys, I don't know if you've checked your event tab recently, but a lot of the events are done. Uh, we still have that um, the challenge that's up there, uh, the, the ninth class anniversary challenge. I have not yet done that on my main account because I didn't have room to store the, uh, the resources that you get from that, the loot. So I'm going to wait until I can actually... Uh, collect the resources from that because it's it's a lot of resources it's uh, a million golden elixir about a million golden elixir and uh nine thousand nine hundred and ninety dark elixir and i don't want that to go to waste so uh, in a couple in a day or so when i get another couple of builders that have freed up i'll be doing that and spending that loot a lot of it's going to go to walls uh and then i uh, got to get the pet house going because that's going to be well i have one more level on my Barb King. That's my only hero that has any upgrades left. My Barb King uh, sitting at 79. As soon as I can grab that book of heroes out of the end of this gold pass, then uh, he will be going to 80, be maxed. All my pets are sitting at level 6, so eh, they might look a little behind to some of the, the dirty gemmers out there, but they're doing just fine for me so far, so we will get those going. But in the event to have y'all, we got somebody that's coming back. He's back, and that's right, it's going to be the Party Wizard! <laughs> I can hear the music now. 
playing on the Clash on the Potty podcast. I, I know that uh, Tribe loves that. He puts that 12-hour-long uh, YouTube video of the Party Wizard theme song on repeat, and that's that's what gets him through his day, y'all. A cup of coffee and the Party Wizard theme playing in the background. That is how Tribe gets through his day. I, it's That's it. It's, you don't even have to go fact check it. It's true. Trust me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Party Wizard's coming up. I'm sure they're going to have some good... Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what the prizes are going to be for that yet. I haven't seen any leaks about that, um, but hopefully we'll have some fun with that. I do enjoy getting those guys coming in, and I like the seasonal trips. It, it adds a little something different to the game, keeps things fresh. And then by being seasonal, they put them in, they take them away. It makes us all want them that much more uh, when they do eventually come back. And I hope that some more eventually come back. Supercell, you listen. But I know that there's a couple people in Finland listening to me. Uh, and I know that that's probably just OU out there. <laughs> so uh, thank you. But but if you happen to run across any any of the guys from Supercell, can you whisper in their ear and tell them to bring back that Royal Ghost? I'd, I'd love to have another shot with that guy, all right? Uh, maybe in October we get that guy to come back, especially if they choose one of those sceneries in the Supercell make competition that is all about the Royal Ghost. Um, if you haven't already, uh, go check out some of the stuff, the sceneries that they had available to vote on the voting's already closed but they had some fantastic scenery some great artists submitted some good work up there uh so you can still see that in the uh i think it's still in the event tab or the news tab um but if you can't see it there they still have a bunch of them that are posted on reddit uh to go check out so go check out those sceneries that we could have coming to us in the fall time frame right around the time that i expect we're going to get that next update now, I got some questions, not some questions. I got a question that came in on the Discord. And this was an interesting question. Uh, it actually had me thinking for a little bit. Marshman uh, had an attack um, that I think it ended up being, it was a high 90% something. Uh, and it came down to some troops that were attacking a single target Inferno. And the single target Inferno ended up roasting the whatever the troops were. I, I don't recall what it was in the middle. Uh, but I know that had that Inferno, been, if it had, had he been able to take down that Inferno, he probably would have end up, ended up tripling. But he didn't. And that that is what uh, motivated him to send this question in. And the question is, Catfish, do you think the Owl should reset the single Inferno like the Electro Wizard does in Clash Royale? All right, so let's let's think about this for a second. Um, in Clash Royale, and those are both in the, they're, you know, they're both in the same universe, right? They're both part of the Clash universe. Not everything is the same between the two, uh, the two games. Um, they have many different troops or cards, whatever you call them, over in Clash Royale. But there's some similarities between the troops, right? Uh, so the Electro Wizard, when he shoots out his electricity, it, if it hits an inferno tower it resets that beam so that the beam isn't ramping up um, to do extra damage right now in clash of clans we have the electro owl so same prefix on the name uh, both shoot electricity uh, but they do it in in a little bit different manner right the uh, the electro wizard in clash royale i believe can shoot two beams of electricity, whereas the Owl does one, but it does some of that chain damage, right? So slightly different, uh, but the Electro Owl has the same name, shoots electricity. 
All right, what else in Clash of Clans shoots electricity? Uh, the lightning spell, right? So the lightning spell does electric electricity damage and stuns, so resets uh, the targeting of it, whatever it hits. So if you hit an Inferno Tower with a zap, it does a quick stun, and that resets the beam of the Inferno Tower. So... Yeah, why why does the Electro Owl not do the same thing as the Electro Wizard or even the Lightning Spell in Clash of Clans? Um, similarly, Clash Royale, uh, the Zap Spell resets the the Inferno Beam. Um, but then I got to thinking, what else what else shoots electricity in Clash of Clans? Um, so we we said the Lightning Spell, um, the Super Wizard. Doesn't, it doesn't technically say that he is shooting electricity or lightning. It says that his shocking fireballs, I think, is the, the term that they use. So it does that chain damage, but it's still a magical fireball that is shocking. So, yeah, there's perhaps a little bit of electricity in it, but it, he's not technically an electro wizard and isn't. It's still a fireball that bounces um, to do its chain damage, not really electricity. Um, the E-Dragon. Now, the E-Dragon does shoot, you know, electricity. But does it does it reset an Inferno? It doesn't say in its description that it does a stun effect. It just does that chain lightning. But if lightning does a stun effect, why wouldn't the lightning coming out of the Electro-Dragon do the same thing? That's, a, that's an interesting question, Marsh. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of torn. I, I think that perhaps... Perhaps they should, but that, I don't know, would, it, would those be OP? I already think the Owl is awesome. If you've got that Owl leveled up, um, he's he, I think, was underrated at first when we all saw him. He was, I think, my least favorite of the pets when they first came out, and now I just absolutely love that Owl. There's been many times that Owl has come in and saved a triple for me um, because, of you know, well, he, he's just fantastic. Uh, so he might be OP, he or she, I don't know. He might be OP if if he could reset that Inferno Tower. But that that is an interesting concept, Marshman. Uh, maybe you should send that in as a suggestion on the, uh, the Clash of Clans Reddit and see if maybe they'll pick that up. Maybe that'll be one of those quality of life changes that we see here. Uh, I don't know. We might see a quality of life change between now and October. Uh, I don't think we're going to see any major updates with new troops and new levels and, and whatnot. But maybe we'll see some quality of life stuff. Uh, in the next month or so. And uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and submit that? That's a, a very interesting question. If you have any questions that you would like me to ask, to answer on the podcast, uh, then go ahead and head over to the Clash on the Potty Discord server. Uh, look for the roles that'll get you access to my channel. So head to the roles channel and, and make sure you grab the, the catfish role so that you can see uh, my channels that are in the server there. And then I have a channel that says questions for catfish. Anything that gets asked there, uh, I'm not going to answer in Discord. It's going to be answered here on the podcast. Uh, so just like Marshman's question. If you have other questions that you just want to chat about, uh, go ahead and put those in Traffic Jam, and I'll, I'll be happy to chat about those there. But uh, if you have something you want answered on air, well, then uh, put it in questions for catfish, and I'd be happy to answer them the next time I record. Now, I talked about some potential changes that we could be looking for in the Knights of Zion when it comes to Supercell CWL. I, I mentioned a little bit last week about how I hate having to come up with a roster 
and then tell some of our guys who who war with us each and every day in Knights of Zion that sorry you've got to go down to Eden's Edge. Um, so we, we chatted a little bit about it uh, in our leader chat, and what I would really like to do is pick up a few town a few more Town Hall 14s that can come and war with us in Knights of Zion, and then when it comes time for Supercell CWL, uh, we'll come up with two rosters. Uh, I'd like to have I'd, I'd like to get to where we have 32. I think I know that some of the leaders might want more, but let's 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 aim for 30, hope for 32, and it may be the stretch goal being 34 or maybe 36. Um, that might be a little bit too much. But if we can get to where we can have 16 Town Hall 14s that stay in Knights of Zion in what hopefully will be Champion League 2 next month, and then if we can have 16 more Town Hall 14s that head over to our event clan, Jericho Rising, then they are in Champion League 3. That event clan is in champion three and that would let all of our town hall 14s be able to take advantage of the champion league uh level of medals and i tell you the difference between being in crystal one in eden's edge and the medals that come from that even with the bonus medals is nowhere close to what we're getting uh with medals up in champion league so that's what i would love to do so if you are a town hall 14 that um, thinks that you'd like to try to compete at the Champion 3 level of play, head on over to our uh, Knights of Zion Discord server and, and apply. And I've seen some comments recently in the Clash on the Potty Discord that makes me think I've, I've oversold the clan. Um, I don't know how, I don't know why. But guys, yes, we have, we have a team of folks who are pushing and we're, we're doing well. But we're not guys who are, who are in the super competitive league. Uh, I talked about how we have, uh, we do have a process for applying to, to the clan, and we want to see pe we want to see people um, putting forth war level plans for um, for attacking bases. Because, like I said last week, we 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 send you pictures of war bases and ask for how you would how you would plan to attack that. And I, I think maybe everybody thinks we're we're expecting perfection all the time. We're not. Uh, all we're looking for is somebody essentially who's not just, you know, sending in an army that is absolutely not going to work against that base or somebody who has no plan for taking a town hall, uh, right? Town hall 14, that, that poison bomb that comes out of that thing, it can be devastating to a lot of troops. So if we see somebody coming in saying they're going to do, oh, just a hybrid, but don't really have a plan for taking out the town hall before all of your miners and hogs move into the range of that Giga Inferno and then get blasted by that poison spell. You know, we're looking for some basic knowledge of how to avoid those types of things. So no, I'm not looking for this big, huge convoluted plan that uh, has 400 steps, or I'm not looking for folks who are going to spend three hours planning out a war hit. Guys, some of our best attackers look at the base what they're doing is we're not we're not picking a base and then trying to find an army that will work for that base and then spend an hour or two or three figuring out where we're going to send every single little troop that, that's not what we're doing our guys are looking for a base that works with the two or maybe three armies that they are decent with they're going to pick that base and then just figure out okay what sort of adjustments to my regular army that I raid in Legend League with, what sort of adjustments do I need to make for this base? Because I have more than just that 30 seconds of planning time. Um, that's it. Now, yes, sometimes uh, 
when it comes down to an important war like this one that we have against gatekeepers here in day seven of, of supercell cwl uh we had a bunch of the guys got on voice chat last night mostly just a visit right a bunch of guys got on voice chat and discord and yeah they looked over bases and they talked about hey who thinks who could do this one and what kind of army you think is going to work on that and they were chatting and visiting and having a good time uh and a lot of that worked because i woke up this morning and we had a, we had several triples several more triples than when i went to bed last night so uh some of that stuff's working for us guys um but yeah we're not expecting three stars on every single war attack uh we're not expecting you to spend four hours planning a war attack that nobody's got that kind of time we're, we're looking for guys who are going to be used to a, a couple a couple attack strategies um, one or two fresh in your mind and then you know a couple others that maybe if you need to you can use me if i'm not in there first to pick my base for what i'm using in legend league then i wait to the end uh, i'm actually the last person to choose in this uh, game in this this war against gatekeepers and the only base that hasn't been claimed is their number one. So I, I I'm going to be hitting their number one, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that uh, you know we've got a, a decent amount of lead. I've looked at the base and I've got some ideas about what might work on it, but I'm not gonna spend all day planning against it. That that's just not how we're gonna roll. Uh, because I was last, um, I'm going to be the guy that is uh, going for the guaranteed two star, and then I'm gonna be hoping for a three. I let the guys who were who are the three-star specialists that know that this base I have either already hit or it is very similar to bases that I already know how to triple. Let those guys pick, get their triple, and then I'm going to be one of the filler guys that just make sure uh, that I'm not going to be letting the team down by getting a one-star, that I'm going to be doing what I need to do by getting the two, and hey, you never know. Maybe I'll be able to uh, get that triple. Now, something that we do have available in our clan, we have somebody who is paying for the clan level subscription to burnt base uh, which gives us instant free access to the burnt base bot um, to anybody in the clan family so all you have to do is be a member in our knights of zion discord to be able to access it um, we only really let the clan members from knights of zion eden's edge um, those are the only ones that we really want using the bot uh, but we do have a couple guys that have been uh, long-time family members who may not be currently active in the knights of zion but they're still helping us out in other ways that uh that they can occasionally use the bot but yeah we've got a a clan level subscription that someone is paying for in our clan to burnt base so if you come over to knights of zion you'd have access to the burnt base bot we do ask that everybody at least watch a couple replays from burnt base bot so that you get a, a feel for what other people have done against the base that you're planning to hit but we're not trying to recreate every single hit on burnt base because me personally I know, now nah, you know what, I'm not even going to go into that. I'm not even going to go into that. But we know that uh, that people do have bases that are burnt, and then they adjust the traps to bait for whatever type of army it is that they have seen that has hit their base. Um, and, and so we're not going to try to replicate everything perfectly, but we're going to try to use those as guides um, for giving us some tips and tricks on how to use an army that we're already familiar with. So, if you're a Town Hall 14, you'd like to have access to a, a great clan that is that has got some good benefits in our Discord server and potentially have the ability to compete in the Champions 3 or even Champions 2 level, hit us up. Because uh, if I can get to where we have 30 Town Hall 14s that are active, we'll split the clan up 
and we'll do Knights of Zion and Champions 2, hopefully, and Jericho Rising in Champion 3, and everybody will take advantage of that. Uh, and I'd love to, to be able to help out the community that way by getting some more medals out there. So now into a little bit more of the, the real-life stuff, what's going on with Catfish. Um, I'm going to give you a little update because it's, it's you know, I've addressed it the last couple weeks. Um, again, two weeks ago, for those who may have not uh, heard, two weeks ago while I was in the middle of of recording an episode, got a text from my brother uh, saying that my father and stepmother had been rushed to the hospital. Uh, I, they had been diagnosed with COVID, the Delta variant, the week prior. Uh, had been treating at home based on what their the initial doctor had given them and told them. Uh, it got really bad. Uh, called a hospital, called an ambulance. Had to get. Uh, admitted to a hospital. They live out in the middle of nowhere, so it was a, a long ambulance ride out to a hospital. Um, stepmother was in critical condition. Uh, they did not have any ICU beds at the initial hospital, so unfortunately she had to stay in an emergency room bed for oh, five days or so while they were hunting um, throughout. They, they live out in Oklahoma, so they were hunting throughout uh, Oklahoma and Texas and anywhere close by that had a, an ICU bed that could treat a COVID patient. Um, a father was hooked up to oxygen for a couple days. They took him off of that. He responded very well, and was uh, so they were sent into the hospital on Monday. Saturday, uh, my father was sent home um, and told to, uh, to kind of self-isolate um, not just to, to keep himself healthy, but in plans for when my um, when my stepmother could, could actually come home uh, because his, his lungs were such a wreck that a cold could mess him up. So he's been he's been staying at home by himself and uh, people have, have delivered some food and whatnot to him and uh, just dropped it off at his door. And he's quietly recovering uh, on his ranch out there in the middle of Oklahoma. Uh, stepmother, they found a, an ICU bed at a hospital uh, an hour or so away. They put her on a helicopter and life lighted her there. Um, so she, she had to be intubated, put on a ventilator, and sent to an ICU bed in a, in a different hospital. Uh, she spent about 10 days on the ventilator, uh, and then they were eventually able to, um, to turn that ventilator in, into less of like a ventilator and more like a CPAP machine to where, um, Yes, it was still providing a little boost of oxygen, but they were eventually able to get her to be breathing about 90% on her own, um, but still had her sedated because every time she would start to wake up, it, um, it she, she just wasn't, she wasn't waking up very well. Like she would wake up, but then it would kind of freak her out because the last thing she remembers was, was getting into an ambulance at her house and then a little bit of time at the, in an emergency room hospital. And now she's in a completely different area. She's intubated, just would it would send her blood pressure spiking um the blood pressure would, would mess with her her kidneys i guess because she was having some serious problems where kidneys were failing uh, blood sugar was through the roof they finally got the blood sugar normalized uh, got her kidney function back to normal and uh just i think it was saturday my dad so now she had been you know in this this new hospital for about a week now so uh, my father calls me and says that they were going, um, if they could get her to wake up without freaking out, they were going to try to, to remove her her, um, her breathing tube and give her some instructions. But they were, you know, said every time she'd try to wake up, she'd start freaking out and wasn't she wasn't able to listen and pay attention to, to directions. Well, dad calls me and says, so the doctor called and said we had a little problem. And I don't, I don't, I don't know the inflection in the guy's voice, but, you know, that's nothing, that's nothing that you ever want to hear uh, when you have a loved one in the ICU. 
Um, but the problem that they had was actually a good thing. Um, the problem was that while they weren't in the room, she woke up and she pulled out her own breathing tube by herself. Now that could be a problem in that, you know, they needed, they were, they were trying to do it with, with them there to help guide and provide some instructions. Cause you can, you can damage vocal cords and it can cause a lot of pain uh, if it's not done properly. But she, I guess, uh, well, my dad's a cowboy and stepmom is a cowgirl. They are, they are some of the toughest people that I know. And, uh, apparently she just decided to remove that thing on her own. She's back to breathing on her own. They still have an oxygen mask on her, um, with like the little, you know, the, the tube that provides oxygen right into the nose. Um, but she's not having to have the ventilator. Uh, they do event sometimes put like the CPAP mask on to give her a little boost of oxygen when needed. But she's off the ventilator. She's breathing. She's responsive. She's uh, awake now at certain times of the day um, and has actually been able to FaceTime with my dad. So that is just, uh, I mean, the joy that I could hear in my father's voice when he called me uh, was just a huge relief. I know that it's a big relief for him. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the plan was that since my father has been has been isolating himself and quarantining and taking care of himself, they said that uh, on Tuesday, so today for me is Tuesday, they said that as long as everything went okay, they would actually let him come up and visit her. So I don't think they've been able to see each other for over a week, and I don't, I don't know that my stepmother even remembers the last time she saw my father because of, of being under sedation and all that. Uh, but hopefully today... He's going to be able to take the, it's about an hour and a half drive for him. Um, and he's, he's back to, to having enough strength to drive. He's been driving himself into town to grab some food. Um, so he's, he's able to drive a little bit. So he's going to take that drive into the hospital and hopefully be able to see his bride uh, sometime today, this afternoon or this evening. So again, thank you to everybody who has been, been praying for my family uh, about this. It's, it's been an ordeal and I don't wish this upon anyone. Um, I hope that everybody's able to, uh, to stay safe and healthy. We know that, that sicknesses and diseases are out there. Um, whether it's COVID or the flu or pneumonia or whatever's out there, uh, there's all kinds of things that impact family members. Uh, one of the good notes was that she has gotten to a point where they're going to remove her from ICU. Um, they're going to move her to more of the, the critical care instead of intensive care. Her, her ICU doctors and nurses uh, will still be the ones that are that are treating her. Um, but the good thing about that, while while she's going to be a little bit further away from from the equipment and whatnot that could really help if she takes a turn for her war, for the worse, which we don't expect, uh, it does now open up yet another ICU bed for another uh, another family out there that has a loved one going through this. So um, great news! No, she's not completely out of the woods. Um, when she does get when she does eventually get released from the hospital, the plan is to put her into some uh, inpatient uh, rehabilitation for a couple weeks because uh, she'll still need some breathing treatments and, and help getting her strength back. And she's, I mean, she's been in, laying in a bed for a couple weeks, so she's going to probably need some you know, physical rehabilitation too. Uh, so she'll be in rehab for a couple weeks. My father was initially kind of upset about that because, you know, he wants to get his wife back home. And then he had a, some friends of theirs drop off a cooler of, um, it was homemade food that they had put in the freezer and froze for him and, and put on his porch and called him and said, Hey, we're in your driveway. We left a box of food on your porch, um, so that you can have some home cooking and, uh, hold on there, buddy. That's, that's not your lane. Um, 
and he said he went out to grab that box off the porch and it was all he could do to carry that thing from the porch to the freezer which really wasn't that far and he got to thinking he's like you know if if she were to come home from the hospital now and I don't have my strength back and she were to fall or need help with anything he's like I don't think I have the strength to help her at this point and goes so maybe this is the best timing that the couple weeks of her in rehab at inpatient facility will give him enough time to recover and get enough strength back to be able to take care of her so it's uh you know it's great to see him kind of acknowledge that and accept that and uh it's just great to see the way that, that god's timing sometimes uh sometimes <laughs> always is way better than our own so uh again thanks to all my friends out there in the community who've been praying for my family um hopefully this will be the last major update other than when she does get to come home because now it's just making slow and steady improvements every day um like i said they're they're cowboys right my my dad um his day job for oh man for many many years was as a truck driver uh then we we ran a farm and he trained horses as his his side job uh and hobby and that's what they do now he's retired from full-time truck driving and it does uh, more as a horse trainer and one of their mottos as a horse trainer is one percent every day he's like there is no and not just a horse trainer but a riding instructor he's like there's no way that you are going to take an unbroken horse and uh get them to uh, you know to where somebody's going to be able to ride them instantly and you're not going to take a a brand new fresh rider and give them all of the knowledge that they need uh to be able to be a you know a professional uh horse rider you know doing shows and 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 whatnot there's no way that they're going to have that knowledge instantly because their motto is one percent every day if you get one percent better every day then you know a hundred days later you might just be a hundred percent better not to say that you're perfect practice doesn't make perfect practice makes better <laughs> and we know that in clash of clans right you can practice and practice and practice and never be perfect but hopefully practice will make you better so that's been their motto through this whole thing um that if she makes that one percent improvement every day that that's a good sign uh, that any improvement is a good sign in this and uh that really seems to have been uh been the path that they took so now we're seeing more than one percent every day and that's a fantastic thing so hopefully uh the next update will be when she has moved out of the hospital and into some rehab and then on her way home all right y'all um let's see how are we going to wrap up this week's episode um let's uh let's all do well as we finish up these uh these CWL hits, um, and as I am going to be facing off against Knob and Green Arrow and the Hammer and all the other guys there in uh, Carl's Rejects, um, I, I think now, I, earlier I said that it was two to two because we'd each done one hit. Uh, I just recently looked when I, uh, you know, I, I took a little break and did some work, and now I'm driving uh, from work over to lunch, and I looked right before I started started recording this segment and it's now four to four two hits apiece so still a close war guys um hopefully we'll maybe we'll end up in a tie who knows guys who knows all i know is that my prediction was wrong i predicted we were going to finish 15 to 15 and it was going to be a tie and sadly that didn't happen guys um but yeah uh good luck to you guys out there uh and i hope that everybody does well throughout the rest of the week um as we finish off uh, Supercells or Clash of Clans anniversary month. Um, we'll see what kind of events and more things they have in store for us the rest of the week. 
Uh, again, if you have anything you want to ask me, hit me up in Discord. Um, if you uh, just want to chat, hit me up in Discord, guys. I uh, I do enjoy getting to spend some time visiting with everybody there and look forward to having some more content to provide to you guys next week. Uh, so with that, I think that's going to be it for this, this episode, guys. I appreciate you riding along with me. I'm going to go uh, eat some lunch, going to edit some audio here for this, and then plan some SCCWL attacks and some uh, CFF scrims attacks against those uh, those rejects that we're about to take on. So, guys, with that, y'all be safe and have some fun while you're out there playing, tra- playing in traffic. Bye for now. Whoa, Sparky, what are you doing over there? Spark, don't, no, don't twist, don't push that button. Dude, you know that just unpublished the episode. Come on, it was already finalized. I already said stay safe and have fun while you're out there playing in traffic. You know the little bit that I close every every episode with? Now, why did you do that? Well, yeah, I know I can I can give an update. But the, the guys that have already listened to the episode earlier are going to miss it. What do, you, what do you mean most people don't listen until, like, the next day? Seriously? People don't, like, sit around and wait until I publish it and then listen to it immediately? All right, all right. Well, but but I know that the tip dog already, I mean, he already he already messaged me about the episode, so somebody's at least listening early. Okay, okay. All right, so here's an update, y'all. Um, when I first published this episode, we had like an hour or two left in day seven of Supercell CWL. We had a very thin margin uh, that we were leading the gatekeepers. Uh, gatekeepers came roaring back with several, I mean, awesome looking triples. It wasn't awesome for me to watch our bases get decimated, but to see the skill of those attackers was great. So uh, yeah, shout out to those guys for just being able to destroy some of our bases. I, I can't believe it. But in the end, the Knights of Zion were able to hold it off. Uh, we were able to clutch it up. Hoosier had two attacks left, one on each of his accounts, and he tripled with both of them, securing us the victory. That let Benjo go in with his crazy queen charge mass headhunter, 18 headhunters. And he got like a 91% two-star with 18 headhunters, y'all. Uh, Benjo OP, Hoosier OP. And Hoosier ended up on one of his accounts getting six triples. Uh, we already know that, that Spoker got six triples. And uh, Sir Pup has now been renamed Mr. Perfect because he got seven triples. Knights of Zion got promoted back up in to champion two. So excited to be there with the Knights of Zion for this. Uh, we had a blast hanging out on voice chat as we watched the war end and uh, had like nine people online in clan chat. It was a great time to be a knight. Y'all, if if you would be interested in, in joining us, you know, check us out on Discord. Um, we get quite a few uh, league medals by, by being up in Champs League. And if you would like to partake in some of that, you know, if you got a Town Hall 14, maybe you want to come on over and help us because we've got those two clans that are both up in Champion League that we love to be able to uh, share some of those league medals with. So uh, come check us out, y'all. But congratulations to the Knights. Um, Big D, huge shout-out to Big D for being able to take this uh, group of misfits and hurt us all into the Knights of Zion and get us good enough to promote into Champs 2. Knights of Zion OP. Let's go.